Well, we get about 800 emails per month from listeners like you, 800 email questions. And I wish we could answer more of the questions and we do our best to keep up. Here's today's question. Hello, Pastor John. My name is Pedro and I pastor a church in Granada, Spain. I would like to ask if there's a danger in Christian hedonism confusing joy and faith. There are dangers everywhere. Uh, it, it would be a mistake to simply make joy and faith identical. Not because faith doesn't include delight in God, but because faith, as the Bible presents it, is more than delight in God. So I've spent most of my ministry trying to get people to experience faith in such biblical fullness that it has joy in God as its essence. And so, yes, the danger exists that this will be misunderstood as being the same as faith. If I say it's the essence of faith, people might say, well, then it's the, it's the same as faith. So let me say a few things that I hope will minimize that danger and clarify what I mean by faith including joy in God, but being more than joy in God. Historically, and I think this goes back at, at least to the Reformation, I think to the fathers, f- saving faith has been seen as, as these three things, usually the, the Latin words notitia, knowledge, ascensus, ascent, uh, fiducia, trust. Those three together make up saving faith. You, Faith has an object that it knows, and faith assents to the truth and the reliability of that object, and then faith actually puts trust in in that object. And I think the best exponents of, of that threefold view have intended, when they say trust, to mean something like what I mean when I say included in that is a delight in the object of the trust. But what I've done is to say, maybe we should add a fourth word to those three. And if we wanted to use a Latin word like beatus or felicitas or gaudium, happiness, felicity, joy. Let me uh, give an illustration. I remember um, I was with R.C. Sproul at one of his conferences, (coughs) and he had just used an illustration of the chair to illustrate what saving faith is. And he said, now you can know that chair is there and you can assent to the fact that it'll hold you up, but will you sit in the chair and and thus prove that you're trusting in it? And when I came on to speak after him, I repeated that and I said, yes, yes, yes. And do you love the chair? <laughs> And and is the chair beautiful? And are you satisfied with your fellowship with the chair? And everybody laughed, of course. And so so did our see he, he he knew that that in fact did round out the fuller picture of what saving faith is. If if you were trusting Jesus and you thought he were a broken down, ugly, dilapidated chair you'd never want to be around, then then the trust of sitting in him wouldn't wouldn't be what the Bible means by. Saving saving faith. So um, I want people basically to ask, okay, if faith is trust, what are you trusting him for? And if the answer 
doesn't include Christ himself as our greatest treasure, our greatest hoped-for satisfaction, I don't think we have saving faith. If, if Christ is only a means of getting something other than Christ that you really want, and you don't really want him, you just use him to get what you really want, I don't think that's saving faith. And the Gospel of John, I think, makes that uh, pretty clear in a couple of ways. You know, everybody knows um, John 1, 11 and 12. He came to his own. His own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So uh, believing is a receiving of Jesus for who he is. And and as what then? What, how are you receiving him? Savior? Yes. Lord? Yes. And I want to say treasure. You, you, you have to receive Jesus as your treasure, not just receive him as Savior and Lord. And I think that's made clear in John 6.35 where Jesus says, um, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, I shall not, shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So we're coming to Jesus to have our thirst satisfied in him and our hunger satisfied in him. Um, he's the joy that we've always wanted, and, and we, we embrace him as that in the act of, of saving faith. So when we have saving faith, what are we trusting Jesus for? We're trusting him to remove every obstacle and bring us to God as our fullest satisfaction, 1 Peter 3.18. Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. That's what we're trusting him to do. And so delight in God as our all-satisfying goal and treasure is in faith. So that's what he died for. That's what we trust him for. And trusting him to bring us to God means trusting him that God is our fullest soul's satisfaction. So, so here's my, my conclusion. Yes, faith includes knowing the fact of Christ and assenting to the truth of the fact and trusting in him and treasuring him as the best uh, promise of all. So faith is, is more than being satisfied in God. So the question was, is there a danger of, of, of confusing them or mix, making them mean the same thing? And yes, the danger is there. But I hope I've made clear it is an essential part of saving faith, but it's not the whole thing. Excellent. Thank you, Pastor John. And thank you, Pedro, for the question. Another wonderful text on the relationship between faith and joy is found in 2 Corinthians one twenty four, in the context of pastoral ministry. See episode number 303 of the Ask Pastor John series in an episode we titled The Greatest Threat to Pastoral Ministry. For more, again, that's episode number 303. On Monday, we're back with another new episode of the Ask Pastor John podcast. So how is divine election not divine favoritism? I'll ask Pastor John that very question on Monday. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Have a wonderful weekend.